Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. This week it's episode 89 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. And this week I am joined by an actress who was hailed the breakout star of Channel 4's Ackley Bridge. Please welcome to the podcast Fern Deacon. Welcome to the podcast. How are we doing? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very well, thanks. How have you been? Bright Monday morning. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, adjusting to life, not being a drama student anymore. Really? Yes. Yes. So I graduated on Friday and I'm a bit oh. like, ah, what do I do now? Thank oh. you. Um, yeah, but it's one of those like, ah, I, I can't hide behind the guise of I've got an essay to do on Friday. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's 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 a change, but hopefully it'll work. Anybody out there wants to give me a job, please uh, get in touch. My email's in the show notes below. We'll work for relatively cheaply. Um, How are you doing though? Because I know you're a very busy bee and everything's sort of going on for you at the moment. Oh yeah, it's been, it's been a good few months, like uh, after COVID, I think especially it's been been a strange few years for everybody but it's been nice to actually get back and see people and film in a bit of a more normal environment yeah do you know that's been I think has been the most rewarding part of this podcast so I started this like right in the depths of lockdown where everything was shit for everyone and you'd say to somebody what are you doing next and they're like I'm gonna go and sit in my living room (laughs) for 10 months but now when you ask people they're like oh I've got this on I've got this on and it's just it's so lovely that everything's getting back to normal and things like that um but what I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role and we don't need a professional role even though some people like to show off and say they were professional from the very beginning we do love a nativity story here No, I, I started, I think um, it was mainly at school, at primary school, just started getting involved in all the school plays and stuff. Um, I wasn't very good at much else. I wasn't very good at sport, wasn't very good at math. It's a recurring pattern with actors. <laughs> wasn't very good at science. And so I was just like, oh, I quite like drama and I quite like, you know, being on stage and sort of got really into it. And then I saw that there was um, a lot of amateur dramatics going on in my village and I was like, oh, I'd love to get involved in that. And it was mainly at the time when um, they were only looking for boys for The King and I. Um, and I was like, so my mum was like, well, I, you know, I had short hair. I was like, I can pass for a boy. Can you, can I, can you go it. along? <laughs> yeah, can I go along? And um, I went along and it was to play like one of the twins in The King and I. And I was like, oh, I'll just go along, see what happens. And yeah, I got, got the role from there and then did a few more amateur dramatics as I went along. And then it was at the time where I was supposed to be going to a senior school and I was sort of a bit like, I don't really, I can't do science. I was not, you know. But do you know what? A lot of people say that. And I don't think that we act, because I'm terrible at all of those subjects as well. And I I don't think it is that we're terrible at them. I think we're just not interested. (laughs) And I think that's really what it was. Because I remember being in like secondary school and my chemistry teacher hated me because I didn't care. Because I knew I was never going to use chemistry anything yeah that's probably like, 
because they tried to get me taken out of GCSE drama to do extra yeah. chemistry because I was going to oh. fail a core GCSE and I was like I just won't come to school then that's no. fine so, <laughs> so I do think it's a case of we just we're not interested not and we don't yeah. care um, yeah. we should maybe give ourselves a bit more academic <laughs> pride, pride. Yeah. I don't know where I'm yeah. going with that um, <laughs> but yeah so the king and I and then did you sort of hit the buzz for it I think so yeah I was about eight at the time and was just like really into it and then I think someone suggested about trying out for a theatre school and I'd never heard of it before like I didn't know what it was and I just heard that you could do drama and not do and like do (laughs) dancing instead of doing swimming and I was like oh (laughs) sign me up mum and dad please but then kind of realized that it was a lot like obviously harder and it was in London and I'm not from London so I was a bit like you still have to do science and you still have to do science (laughs) you have to do maths and you have to be better at it because you have to do you do a lot less yeah I was a bit like it was quite a big thing and I thought oh I'll just audition and again really didn't expect much from it I think and then realized that I, I, I very fortunately got a place and then it was sort of a big step and I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I, it was a big move for my family and it was quite a lot of like pressure. At the time. Did your whole family go down to London? I was extremely lucky. Yeah, it was, it was such a big commitment and investment for my mum and dad, but you know, I'm sort of eternally grateful for them for that, but. Giving them every paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please mum, I'll pay off one day, I swear. Here's my royalties from that yeah. thing I did. I had um, Gemma Mackenzie Brown on at oh, the right. end of last year, and she also yeah. went to the Sylvia Young Theatre School. Yeah. And she was saying that her parents didn't move, and she went into a boarding house. And I was just like, yeah. "That's mad." Uh, it was my parents actually started a boarding house in order to try and, like, you know, balance everything. So yeah. we were the opposite. So we took in people that were living really far away, and like mm-hmm. it became like a school was the whole thing so yeah I was very lucky for those few years yeah really lucky was there a point where you sort of realized oh this could actually be a career like this isn't just like a little pipe dream I could actually do this for a living I, I don't yeah I think it didn't I think I was still, we still not <laughs> yeah probably still not still thinking like well, what am I doing um is this of a hobby but I think it, it probably when I was younger I just was doing it because it was fun and it was something that you know it, it was just interesting to not have to go to school and like yeah do like school subjects like while doing acting and it all just seems sensing a, a pattern from you fan yeah <laughs> literally yeah. And, and then it's also it's school. quite funny then that you one of your breakout roles was in a school <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> back to it but I think um, it was probably only as I was getting like into my teenage years, I thought, oh, wow, I was like, I really enjoy doing this. And I think as I got older, I was like, you know, I want to take it more seriously. And I think from there, I just kept going, hopefully. And yeah. We'll continue to, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, everything fingers crossed. crossed. Everything, thank you. Better have your fingers crossed at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also for me, please keep me in yes. mind. And like I keep saying, any casting directors <laughs> out there, my email's in the show notes oh, below. Could you I'll put mine you in my... as well, please? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We'll come as a package deal yes. from now on. Please. <laughs> I think we're the same age. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 24. Oh, wicked. Yeah, I'm 24 in like three months' time. Yeah. So, so well, we, we could play brothers and sit. No, we couldn't. I, I look a lot <laughs> older than you. No way. No way. <laughs> well, I did. Go, I, I had a self tape the other day, yeah. and um, it was for um, a national tour. And yeah. I was looking at it, and it was to play a 16 year old. And I went, 
even without my beard, I'm really going to struggle. And I had to shave for the first time in three years. Oh, wow. like, oh. And then I had to go through like my final couple of weeks at drama school with a bald face. And I was oh. like, oh, disgusting. Oh, no, it's horrible. I have a double chin. That's why I have the beard to hide it. Um, but talking about the Sylvia Young Theatre School, one of my favourite things in life, and they absolutely fuel me, are crazy and funny drama school stories. We're going to play a game about them in a minute. Do you have a crazy or a funny drama school story? <laughs> I think there was always something going on, like at drama school. It's always there's always uh, so many characters and personalities. There's always so much going on. But I think I remember when I first started, and I think going to like quite an academic school at the start. I went into assembly and <laughs> the first day, and they do like a happy birthday thing, which I thought was very nice. And everyone puts up their hands, like, "Oh, you know, so and so's birthday today." So everyone's like, "Yeah, we're gonna sing happy birthday." So I'm just like, "Oh, okay, sing happy birthday." So I go, happy birthday, and then <laughs> it was like this whole like congregation of like harmonized sopranos. <laughs> come in everyone's got a different part everyone it was like I was like oh okay oh this is this is how we do it <laughs> okay. I'm like I'll just watch I'll yeah. do a triangle at the end <laughs> I, I cannot sing to save my life it's and it fills me with absolute dread um, yeah. we had to sing in drama school this year for the first time oh. and I, I remember I had to send so the first thing was like send a self tape of just so we can get an idea of what you can do, and yeah. it just like I had two weeks to do it, and I think I left <laughs> it right till the last minute because I was just dreading it. So I I, I sang the Friends theme tune, um, <laughs> but the, you know the line where it's like the rain starts to pour. I didn't know what to do with my hands. What do you do when you're singing? So I started like sprinkling like rain, and it was terrible. And one day I might release the video for everyone to laugh at because I'm all about public humiliation. <laughs> and oh, then that's iconic. I love it. When it got to the point where we had to sing in front of other people, I had a panic attack and cried. Oh which no. Was fun. Oh, no. But then I got excused from the singing classes. So that was great. Win-win. <laughs> and then it came to our final production and we were doing Vanity Fair. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, and there's a song at the beginning. Well, there wasn't in our version, but my lecturer yeah. had been in the professional production of it. She was like, let's do this song at the beginning. And she was like, so there's harmonies and there's all these things. And I'm sat here going, ah, ah. And I remember she, everybody sort of looks at me because everybody knew what I was like. And they were like, you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And the lecturer looked at me and went, it'll be fine. And I just went, no, it won't. And started crying and ran out. And I'm not a crier. No. So um, I was was lip syncing for my life on that stage. (laughs) they were like yeah "Yeah, you just you just do that and I was like yeah that's probably a better idea yeah better idea um and watching everybody try to do the harmonies I was like what the fuck is this devil music like how the fuck do you do all this um (laughs) yeah but yeah what I also like to ask just purely because throughout my many stints at drama school I've done it thrice now um (laughs) I've I've learned so many lessons about myself and lessons about the industry yeah. And will always say that dropping out of the toxic one was the best thing I ever did. Definitely, yeah. What was the biggest lesson that you learned at theatre school? I, I think really it was um, definitely like having to deal with rejection. I think that was such a massive sort of fun, isn't it? lesson. <laughs> yeah. And I think when you're young, you, you sort of, 
it never it sounds very big-headed probably but it never sort of never really occurred to me at the time I think when you're doing school plays everyone gets a part it's all very fair and mm. you know you're all there like oh you know everyone's having a good time and I think suddenly when you get into that professional environment and you realize that you're just like a little fish in a massive pond it it's like quite a big learning curve but I think it really helped me because I've realized that you know it was going to be a lot more like throughout my career of rejection and a lot more no's than there are yeses um but I think now I I I feel like I'm getting to a point sort of where I can just accept it and I don't overthink because I used to sort of think what have I done wrong have I done something well look was it this was it that and I think now I just sort of learned to let go especially after Covid I just think you know what will be will be um and I think that was a really big lesson at drama school. That's such a great mindset to have because I remember being um, in the dressing room for Vanity Fair like maybe three weeks ago I think it was yeah. I remember looking and going this is my last time I've ever guaranteed a part on stage like now I'm guaranteed nothing yeah and I just signed with my agent and I was just starting to get self-tapes through and I really just had to tell myself because I remember I sent my first one off and I'd think about it all day and I'd be like oh I hope they like it I hope it's yeah. good yeah. and you never hear anything back obviously <laughs> yeah and from that point on, I was like, right, you do the audition, you submit it, you delete the file because it's online now, then yeah. you forget about it. Mm-hmm. And if something comes of it, something okay. comes of it. Yeah. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. It's all good. Yeah. But yeah. No, it is. It's it's really I, it's such a complex industry that I would maybe love to delve deeper into. But yeah. we don't have the time because we'd be here for days. But. <laughs> I always say like you go and get a law degree and you can become a lawyer you go yeah. and get an acting degree and you can become a manager at H&M <laughs> like, yeah you're not really you're not guaranteed anything so um, I, I don't know and I I think it's then even funnier that it's all of the people that weren't interested in the academic subjects <laughs> that maybe don't have a backup plan that go no, into yeah. this industry where nothing's yeah. guaranteed um but I do want to quickly talk to you about Ackley Bridge because obviously that's where I knew you from that's where I was introduced to you it's one of my favorite tv shows maybe not the newest season but okay, okay. you don't have to comment on that <laughs> but I, I think no I think I just have like it's like nostalgia isn't it sure sure yeah of like Corey and Chloe and sure. all those I'm gonna not gonna <laughs> name characters because I will forget someone and somebody will be pissed um <laughs> What was the audition process like for you? Um, yeah, it was it was quite a long one actually. I I, I think it was 2017 or it might be 2016, but again, it was that time where self tapes were still not at the forefront of auditioning. So a self tape was still something that would only be every now and again. And I remember thinking, okay, it, it was still very work like you know we were still trying to figure it out, me and my mum. And I sort of just you know did this self tape, and my agent was very sweet at the time. And was like can you do it again and do it differently and I was like but actually it really worked should I change everything yeah yeah I've I've had one of them (laughs) yeah and um I sort of she was like give it more attitude just give it something and it's so hard trying to stand out on a self-tape I find so I just decided you know Chloe was quite an outspoken character and a bit like bullshy and a bit like angry so I just got a massive packet of crisps and just started eating this packet of crisps and just like shouting at people and just trying to be a bit more I don't know out there and didn't hear anything for around three months which is like a long time yeah. for yourself. You normally do hear something and 
I just assumed it was over and didn't think anything of it. And then I just suddenly got an email saying, can you come for a recall? But it's in Halifax. And I was like, oh, OK, like no offence to Halifax, but I had no idea where it was. And I was a bit like, uh, OK, and found out I was in Yorkshire. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like it's quite a way to travel for an audition. I was like, Are you still what? based in London? Uh, I live in Manchester now, so I'm, All right. I'm up in up in North now, which is I love it. But at the time I was in London and I was like, OK, let's get get on the train and hope for the best and went up and auditioned for a different character um oh you gotta tell us who you auditioned for I went for Hayley so I was doing a northern accent was doing and obviously didn't do a very good job (laughs) (laughs) so they were like bring her back for the London one so I went up again to Halifax and went back for Chloe and yeah it was quite a long process and then in the end found out that I got it so it was quite a long like five or six months I would say before I started yeah no, it is. It, it, it's weird because at the beginning, I remember when it was coming out, it was sort of like the new Waterloo Road. <laughs> and it, it got quite a bit of stick because it was like, oh, it's just copying what's already done before. But yeah. it was so transformative and it was so new that we'd never seen. Was there like a point where your life changed because of the show? I, I think that de- definitely in terms of uh, getting recognised was like a really new concept, which um only, only ever happens when the show comes out and it's only it's always in places that are really embarrassing <laughs> I remember being in Primark shopping for some underwear like picking up some pants and then someone coming up and like and that was like a it was a really new alien concept because I sort of done little jobs here and there and yeah that was never you know getting recognized or anything and it was at that point you know it's not been a huge change but it was quite like a Mm. amazing moment um if somebody shouts chloe in the street do you turn your head (laughs) sometimes yes my ego probably probably does turn and it's probably just chloe on (laughs) on the street yeah it's not me and i'm really (laughs) because i was talking um one of my very early guests was parry glasspool who was on hollyoaks and obviously his name's parry and he was playing a character called harry So he never knew who whether, <laughs> I think he also said that a couple of parries made it onto Hollyoaks oh. without people noticing. But yeah, he would say like, not that you're, not that Fern is close to Chloe in any way, shape or form, but just yeah, but, think about yeah. that. Because <laughs> like, I imagine that if you do spend a lot of time like being the character, you maybe start to turn, like I remember, shout out to a girl in my class, um, Beth, yeah. she was playing Becky in Vanity Fair. Yeah, and it would come to like notes, and they'd be like, right, Ingram, and Samantha, <laughs> Becky, like she just never yeah. got called her real name. Fair and we were like, yeah. that's that's you now. But again, yeah. it's really not close, so I don't know why it made me <laughs> think of that. Um, do you have a favorite behind the scenes moment from the show that we wouldn't know about? Um, oh gosh, there's so many sort of like moments because we we were all hanging, especially in series two. We were there for like six months all we stay at the premiere in like you know <laughs> living it up and there's so life many of luxury yeah literally <laughs> like six months in uh, the purple palace was always always fun but um I think actually on set there was lots of small little moments and people would always play pranks on each other because you know you were there for such a long time but um I think one of the funniest ones though always for me is when tr- someone tries to make you laugh while you're trying to do a serious scene and it's a nightmare because 
I just, all I had to do it was really simple I just had to eat a piece of toast and look angry that was all I had to do and like it just went on and on because every time I tried to go and eat this piece of toast I'd either miss my mouth I'd like bite my tongue a bit of crumbs would come out and all that's all I had to do and it was like so embarrassing because it's like the most simplest scene in the whole like, fridge and and it just it was just it went on and on and on and then obviously when someone else starts laughing you start laughing and it was just one of them silly moments but there's lots of other things that I probably missed out but all the boys always used to play pranks on each other which was always quite amusing to watch but yeah there's lots of other bits yeah no it, it's such a great show as well and you've been part of so many great storylines as always like you know when Chloe's in a scene you're getting a, a good scene um do you, do you have a favorite scene that you got to film um I think it was always fun working with Sam Bottomley who played Jordan we'd always he's such a great actor to work with um doing he's, loads of amazing things now as well yeah he's, he's so brilliant and you can see why he, he really is a lovely person I think but I always loved doing like group scenes like in a classroom because you genuinely do feel like you're at school and like you've got like a group of like, like, you know, 20 teenagers shouting things out and just it, it, it is just it does as cliche as it sounds and a lot of that to say it, but it is like one massive family that show yeah. it really is and why I stayed so long there. Were you in the scene where it was um, the guy talking over the intercom about how you were all shit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's all because it's um I, I'm never going to remember her real name. The teacher Emma, I think she's called Liz. Yes, yeah, Liz White. Yes. Yeah. Emma. It's yeah. when she's like, everybody sit down. And, oh, we're going. Yeah, Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I love that. She's so such brilliant. a great actress. Yeah. Um, a question that I do like to ask everybody that's been on like a great show that's been on or long running show because I I think it makes their character come true and the audience really gets to know them. Do you nick anything from the set? <laughs> Um, what did I do? Uh, well, I, I did get my tie in the very last series, which I don't think is a huge accomplishment for stealing something. Yeah. I think apparently I felt really naughty and I was like, <laughs> uh, because I believe it or not, I was quite a nerd at school. And, uh, you know, I thought I, I felt really guilty after I took it home. I thought, oh my gosh, I've stolen something. <laughs> and then found out that the rest of the cast had all had ties anyway and like I was like oh right oh okay okay fine, fine. <laughs> right um so I got a tie and I've got all my weirdly enough uh all my no like fake nose piercings from series two I've got like loads of them because every every day I'd have to have a new new piercing put on and glued onto your face I've got like hundreds of clothing pieces that I probably should get rid of it's just a bit weird I mean if but, you ever want a fake nose ring you're I, sort of I'm there sorted. yeah <laughs> um but that's about it really I wasn't I thought I was, I was yeah What was the the hardest moment you had on the show? Because obviously you're a really young actress and you'd said that you'd only really done yeah. littler jobs before. Yeah. Obviously it must be coming on as a series regular on a show it must be difficult. But what was the, was there ever a point where you were like, I don't really know if I'm cut out to do this? I think there's always a point in any job where you are just a bit like you have... I think in any line of work as well, you always have those days where you're like a bit of an imposter syndrome and you think, oh my gosh, yeah. what am I doing here? Like, am I going to, you know, fit in or whatever? And I think to start off with, it was like starting a new school because you are meeting a whole <laughs> massive new group of people. Um, but it always felt very welcoming there. I think we had challenging things, but also it was quite amusing. So we, I don't know if you watched series two where there's a lot of rugby going on. Yeah, I watched it all. 
then. <laughs> I, I, am and, a, uh, I am a fan. Oh, thank you. But um, we had to, we didn't realise, but, you know, they said we're going to go and do some rugby training. And we were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like throwing the ball around, you know. Just, <laughs> you know, all of us like actors, like I have trainers on that I only ever wear to go shopping, don't use them for exercise, nothing. Get out of like, like the coach and we're all buzzing, like, oh, we're going to do some rugby training. Then realised that they put us up against a professional, semi-professional women's rugby team with the oh, girls no. that are built super strong big like m- tall girls and we were like oh oh okay oh and then they were like was this in my contract yeah yeah oh <laughs> this is a bit um and then we had to <laughs> so embarrassing we had to I don't know what they call them like rugby pads or something you have to run against to tackle yeah them ones girls. that are like human size <sighs> massive and and they were like so just run as fast as you can and just like you know take her out and I was like Right, okay. And I thought, I've really got to try hard at this because Chloe was supposed to be good at it. Yeah. And so I thought, right, okay, I can do this. I can do this. So I literally ran at absolute full speed down towards this girl. And it was like, she didn't even flinch. It was like there's a little fly on her leg. She didn't even move. I bounced off her onto the floor, into the mud. New trainers ruined. Just like... I thought I thought the whole reason of going to drama school was so I didn't have to do sport, sport again. <laughs> that was a learning curve. Well, only went to drama school to get out of PE. Yeah, I can tap dance, I can't do rugby. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was quite like it was a it was a challenging few like days doing that because it's like a totally alien thing. But um, it was also quite amusing as well. So it's sort of a bit of both. And then to sort of juxtapose that was there ever a moment where you were like I am the best actress ever I have killed this <laughs> I hope there's been any moment in my life where I felt like that I think I just yeah I don't I, don't, I think there's always room for improvement and I think I've always a bit like analyzed things after. was there never a scene where you finished the scene and was like I fucking killed that I am a great <laughs> actress <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on you're allowed to have a bit of an ego I'm allowed to have a bit of an ego um probably I don't know like on a different series I remember having to do something with a genuine real police officer and it was like a it was called the trial and it was like a documentary slash like yeah. real with real actors and it was with a real policeman and I remember thinking this is such a strange because they were asking me genuine police questions and things like that and I had to react as this character but have all my story straight it was very like a immersive show and yeah I remember coming out of that because it genuinely felt so real that I was absolutely like crying my eyes out which is always so hard I I find very hard to do sometimes and I just remember thinking wow this is amazing and I feel like I've done really well here and then what's so funny is it got cut out of <laughs> the show anyway I was like no that was my but, BAFTA moment that was that was my moment um, <laughs> that was my BAFTA yeah. moment you mentioned something earlier on which I I didn't I don't know if it's true or not. And if you didn't mean to say it, I will edit it out. Is there no yeah. Morackley Bridge? Oh, oh no, there is. It's coming. Just because you said the final ever season. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh no, no, I didn't mean that. Didn't mean that. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, I was like, no, I no. don't think anybody knows that. That have I just no, got an exclusive? No. no. So are you oh, going back? we haven't got an exclusive. We are back. Yeah, I don't know when the release date is, um, but series five is on the way, and it will be coming soon, apparently. So. Like I said earlier with the previous season, I, I, I just missed everyone. Can you give us any, is anybody coming back? Um, Don't well, say anything it's, that's going to get you into trouble or anything. Like <laughs> I won't. It's a, it's a continuation. Uh, there is some new characters, but I think there are a lot, there's a lot more interesting storylines happening this year. 
Um, last season was quite difficult to do because yeah. we were doing it during COVID and yeah. it was quite a hard... I'm amazed that we actually made it and it actually came out, to be honest. Yeah, no, I always joke about things being lesser than their original predecessor. Yeah. But you've also just got to, like, I've got to stand up and give you a five-minute round of applause just for getting through COVID and doing it through that. But then, again, like I said, I, I only think... <laughs> yeah. I only think I did enjoy it as much because we didn't have, like, Sam Retford or yeah, Riz. Sure something like that but sure. then the moments where I did see like the characters that I did yeah that we all know you're like oh they're back they're yeah back. yeah um, I think you'll be up for I think hopefully you'll really enjoy this series there's a few sort of surprise moments and like I'll be watching think, it thank you appreciate that. <laughs> everybody else go and watch it as well I'll let you know when it comes thank out you. listen every yes, week um, I was your favorite character thank you yeah <laughs> I, I, do you know what I think Chloe is actually one of my favorite characters I think it was Chloe and Corey. Yes. And then I didn't really like Corey when the, that was more the, the productions team where they just did nothing with that um, storyline with him and I'm going to forget the actor's name and the character's Alex. name. What's the boy called? Gurjeet Singh. Um, Naveed. Yeah, Corey yeah. and Naveed, when they did that storyline and then it just ended and nothing yeah. ever happened oh, ever I'm again. Naveed. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love Ackley Bridge. It's one of oh. my it's one of my favorite things, and I, I'm quite interested to see how it's going to fare now yeah. that Waterloo Road is coming back as well. I know it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, even though they're completely different, like we said at the beginning, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be fun to um to see how it fares as well. But because I don't know, like, how is it going to work? How I want them to do crossover episode. <sighs> Send them both on a residential trip, like send the year 11s from Ackley Bridge and the year 11s. Well, I don't know. Is it a sixth form? I can't remember. Is Ackley Bridge a sixth form? We do have a sixth form. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. And I, I don't know if Waterloo Road is, so we might have to go with the year 11s. Maybe the Waterloo Road people could come to our sixth form as, you know. Oh, that a... would be good. It's a bit of far trek, though, Manchester it, it to is, Halifax it, it, it for is, sixth yeah. form. That is true. Well, I mean, in but Waterloo Road, really they took them to form. Scotland before. <laughs> but maybe not um but yeah no like i think a good crossover episode would be like let's all go to like this nature reserve and like where there's like climbing frames and all that jazz oh i'm here for that so Thanks if um, bbc and channel 4 want to get in touch i'll write the episode you can pay me it's all great <laughs> and i'll finish the cory and navid storyline in the same the same episode yeah. I'm, I'm your man just get in touch that's brilliant <laughs> emails in the show notes below <laughs> as I keep mentioning um, I, I want to ask you some fun questions that aren't Ackley Bridge related now um, a question that I ask everyone is if you were booked to do a one month run in the West End in a two person show and they come to you and said listen you can have anyone as your co-star that you want to be but they've got to be alive who are you picking? Okay. I, I would pick um, because he's always been like my all time favourite actor I'd pick Robert Lindsay I don't know if you know my family but it was the show that I grew up watching. It's like my favourite sitcom of yeah. all time. And I just, there's something about Robert Lindsay I just absolutely adore. And I just think he's always bang on with all these performances that I've watched. And yeah, I just, I think as well, it's one of those shows that I never get bored of. And it's yeah. a bit like Friends for some people. It's just, I, I can watch it. Yeah, I can, you can watch it and it, you can watch it in the background. You can pay attention yeah. to it. And, I just love the show and I think he makes it. So I think to be on like a Western stage with him and because he's really good at theatre as well, I just love it. 
I will carry on my campaign until it happens. And I've decided, um, Catherine Tate, please come on the podcast or please do a two-person show with me in the West End. You'll make me the happiest person in the world. Icon. Oh, like genuinely. I'm, I'm, I'm fully at peace with the fact that she would make me look like a piece of shit on the West End. But I'm, I'm good with that. Do you know what I mean? No, you'd be equally as brilliant. No, that's lies. <laughs> that, that is absolute lies. <laughs> I would no, maybe like anybody else. I maybe well, not anybody else. That makes me sound very <laughs> egotistical. There's quite a few people out there that I could keep up with and keep on par with. Mm-hmm. Catherine Tate. The headline <laughs> will be Catherine Tate five stars. Boy next to a piece of shit. No, don't believe you, it. But please, you, can I have tickets when this happens? You can have a, you can have like opening night front row tickets <laughs> just to <laughs> see the the absolute shit show that I put on next to this god do you know what though I'm, I'm at peace with it like it's absolutely fine <laughs> like it doesn't make me upset that she's gonna show me off okay. it's okay. it's just gonna it's gonna look great we're gonna play <laughs> we're gonna play a game now and okay. this is my favorite game of all time I devised performances about these stories in drama school and everything mm. so it's called stage right or stage shite Okay. And it's three stories. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and have been submitted by listeners. And right. then one is a big fat lie that's been made up by our producer, Hev. And it's our job to find out which one is the lie. Anybody listening at home, if you have a story for stage right or stage right, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. I don't see any of them. They all go to Heather, and I've got the answer in a sealed envelope so I can play along too. And I was reading these earlier, and they are great. <laughs> Number one. My friend missed his final movement exam because he had to go to the hospital. He had gotten creative with a vodka bottle and had gotten it stuck up his bum and had to have it removed by doctors in A&E. Wow. (laughs) Number two. During my drama school musical theatre showcase, I tripped over a wire and fell into the orchestra pit. I landed on one of the orchestra guys and broke his violin and his arm. Oh, no. Number three. The scariest thing I've ever witnessed was someone have their first epileptic fit in the dressing room minutes before the house opened. The even scarier thing, one of the students from the year below was part of the tech crew. He was given a script and was told to do the best that he could. We spent the whole first act not knowing what happened to our friend. He was fine, but it was still very scary. I can relate to number three. That's kind of happened to me before. So go back and listen to episode three, I think it is, with Jack Mayer. Um, our final like college performance, yeah. Jack Jack had a fit in the middle of the show uh, during the interval. Our show got cancelled; it didn't go on. But yeah, my, so it, it's really fucking scary. Yeah, um, I can imagine that's awful. So I hope that that one's true, actually, because I don't want Heather to have lied about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what I, I'm kind of thinking? The, the vodka bottle is too obvious for it to not yeah. be true. Yeah. That has to be true. So I'm, I, by default, I'm going to go for number two. But you don't go. have to follow me. Yeah. No, I think I agree with you. I mean, it is very easy to fall in the orchestra pit, though, I feel. Yeah. Although, I don't know how easy it is to break a violin. So, I mean, I, think... it, I, I would definitely break a violin. <laughs> with a, but, but, just a but a smaller, family. lighter person. Than <laughs> no, I... I, I no, I think I'm going to go with you. I'm I'm sticking with what you're you're saying. Yeah, I'm so definitely. We were right. We were right. Number two. Yes, I love it when I get it right. 
that poor person that got a fucking vodka bottle stuck up their bum. Right. I'm just going to do a PSA. Don't stick anything up your bum if it's not designed to be stuck up your bum. Especially, and don't do it the night before your final movement exam. It's really not a good idea. No. Like... You can you can get sex toys delivered. Not that I would know, but you can get them just like delivered in discreet packaging now. Like just just buy one off the internet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we don't need to be sticking Sman off up there. Um, where can everyone keep up to date with you on social media and find out what you're doing next? Oh, thank you. Um, I'm on Instagram um, at Fern underscore Deacon. If anyone, I down in the show notes below. <laughs> Not if anyone wants to follow you. If you're listening to this, we've given you how long now? Like 45 minutes of free entertainment. You don't pay for this shit. Go and follow us both on social media. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And like things. Yes, please. Because <laughs> I like I actually. I do seriously like like and comment on things because it shoves us up the algorithm. And casting directors can see us, and we might get jobs, and we might get paid. And that would be great, and <laughs> we won't be, be homeless. <laughs> we can pay rent. Woo! It would be great. But yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Like I said at the beginning, I've been a fan of yours since the Aww. beginning of Ackley Bridge and I'm really excited to see what you do next. And it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, but I will let you get back to normal life. Oh, no, and you, and thanks for having me on. It was really kind of you. I was so buzzing to be asked. So thank you. And there we have it. Another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 89 completed next week. We are officially on the countdown to episode 100, which is absolutely mad. I can't believe we're nearly in triple figures of episode numbers. That's absolutely bonkers. But remember, there's all of these episodes from the past that you can go back and listen to while you're waiting for our next episode. Thank you so much to Fern for coming on the podcast. It was such a pleasure chatting with you. Make sure to go down into the show notes below and give us both a follow on social media and keep up to date with what's going on in our lives. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us out so much you don't even know. And it's free, so why bloody not? And while you're down there, make sure to click that subscribe button so you are notified every time a new episode of Drama School Dropout is released. Don't forget that you can now become an official Drama School Dropout by signing up for our Patreon by using the link in the show notes below. And if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please be sure to email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com and maybe your story will be featured on the podcast. I'll be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode. You know the score. Every Tuesday, 6am. And next week for episode 90, I'll be joined by an actor from one of the UK's leading soap operas. Have a great week. Stay safe. I love you. Something